And another reminder that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place, and it's free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools, so you can record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for free. So you can hear it on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more. Just like us here at BraveMaker. Make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app today and go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks to our sponsors. Now back to the show. Stories, scripts, and conversations with creators. This is the Brave Maker Podcast. All right. Hey, hey, Tony Gapastone here. Welcome to the Brave Maker Podcast. And I am in San Francisco today at the Orpheum Theater with actor Brandon Louis Armstrong. So welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Brandon. Brandon plays Hercules Mulligan and James Madison. Mm -hmm. And if you know anything about me, you know uh, me and my family are huge Hamilton fans. We saw it here in San Francisco once and in New York. My wife, I think, has been back three times. Wow. Since, with my three daughters. Wow. (laughs) I love it. We got to come back with Simon Longnight. Mm -hmm. He gave us a backstage tour. And uh, finally, I was like, I got to get some of these actors on this podcast to chat about their journey. So you're the first San Francisco Hamilton oh, actor. Yes. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yes. So let's jump in, man. So All you're right. from LA. Born and raised. Let's hear how did you brave your way? That's our phrase. How'd you brave your way into this creative industry? Wow. Um, uh, you know, it started for me late, I think, uh, in high school. Um, I was maybe a freshman. And uh, you know how if you, you have a certain um, GPA, you can get out of a certain class to do like, you know, whatever the assembly is. No, I don't know that. No, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that privilege. Sorry. I didn't have that privilege. Uh, it's funny. Uh, no. so, uh, so you were smart. Uh, well, you know, I, smart. I, I tried. Okay. I, I, I held on for Good dear you. life. Okay. There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, so they had this assembly. And uh, it was either like stay in your third period French class or you could go to this assembly. And so I went to the assembly and um, the show choir was performing. And I'll never forget it. They all like walked into the, the gymnasium and they had these like gold lame vests on. And like glee, shimmer, like shiner. full on, full glee moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I kid you not, I walked up to the, the choir director and I was like, how do I get one of the vests? And and she was like, you have to join the choir. You have to audition. You have to get in. Um, and thus began my sort of interest in the performing arts. Uh, what year was this now in high school? This was, I was a freshman. So freshman. a freshman. So before that, no performing interest or activity? No, I think I did like a play at my private school when I was a, a, a like, in first or second grade and that was like you know a christmas play like uh-huh. recite it was it wasn't by choice it yeah. was like it was obligatory <laughs> yeah you had to do it um but uh yeah it was uh maybe um my freshman year that that was and then and that was the year that i saw my first musical which was ragtime okay and i had no concept of what a musical was um and 
I, I, I thought it was a tour, but come to find out later on, um, it was just a community theater production of the of Ragtime. But it felt so amazing. But it felt so epic to me. Yeah, it felt yeah. so epic to me. That's awesome. Uh, and yeah. I remember going to the theater, and that same choir teacher, um, so I auditioned, I got in, and I didn't get in because I had any you know unique talents. I got in because um, they just needed guys who could lift the girls. <laughs> That's always important so, in theater, right? <laughs> so I, I got in, I got my vest. The odds are in your the favor. The odds are in your favor, young men. <laughs> yeah. Go join show choirs around the country. Um, but no, uh, I uh, the first like field trip was to this this production of Ragtime, which was out in a city called Riverside, um, and uh, Riverside, California. And I, I remember sitting in a theater, not really knowing what to expect, and the show started. And and I, I remember trying to process the fact that it was like a movie, but it was like singing and and dancing, and it just was all so overwhelming and the end of act I don't know if anybody um, or if you've ever seen I haven't uh, seen Ragtime. Ragtime I don't know it it's such a powerful show such a uh-huh. powerful piece of, of, of art and um, the end of act one is I don't want to give it away just in case you do no spoilers yep I'll probably listen um, but uh, the end of act one is this really powerful moment this really powerful song and I was sitting there um, a freshman in tears mm. uh, the lights went up for for intermission, and I just sat in the seat, and I just sort of said to myself, I don't care if I'm the person that's, like, sweeping the floor. I just want to do that, Love you that. know? Um, and so... And that being you wanted to create space for people to feel something? Is that what you were thinking? I mean, I, I, I just knew that I wanted to... to tell stories that... Um, that affected people the way that I was yeah, affected in that moment. So good. I just didn't know that there was a way to do it in such a visceral, mm-hmm. um, personal way, you know. Um, and, and, you know, you watch TV and film, you listen to music, and, and these platforms uh, absolutely affect you. The, the, the artistry in those platforms absolutely move you and affect you. But I must say there's nothing like being... In, in, in a live space, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and watching artists do their thing right in front of you, mm-hmm. you know. Seeing the spit come out of their mouth, feeling the breath and the sweat yeah, in the room. because you're, you're yeah. watching them live these moments yep. in, in, in such a personal way. It's almost like being set uh, in someone's living room, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. just watching their lives sort of play out, you know. Mm-hmm. I... I I just had no concept of 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 that at that age, and when I finally saw it, it was it was it was truly moving to me. So we do a thing here called um, Edgeham. All the Hamilton companies do it, uh, where these high school students get to come in, they get to perform on the stage, but after their performance, they uh, get to watch the show. Mm. And uh, I just think of all of the people who must be out there who had, have never seen. A musical before who must be having that same moment and yeah. there's something that is all every time we do at Edgeham that feels very full circle to me about me being that high school student sitting in that audience you know? that's cool that's a super defining moment and a defining memory I mean I I felt like I was there you know because <laughs> I could because you told it so well so freshman year you joined the show choir you're kind of transformed into like I want to do this so what did it look like those next four years was it doing a lot of high school theater did you jump into the LA industry get an agent you know what I didn't do any of those things I I didn't do a lot of high school theater in fact I left high school uh speaking about being smart (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I did, in fact, drop out of high school. Really? I did. I did. Um, so I'd say after like my sophomore year. For the arts? Uh, the- you know, I, I think I was just done with high school, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and my mom, she's always been this like, you know, in, a, in her own weird way, this like very super progressive person. Um, and she always would say like, oh, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know? Uh, and, and so when I came to her and was like, yeah, I'm just sort of done with, with going to school. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, she was like, you know, well, what is it you want to do? And I thought it was real estate at one point. So I was like, cause that's what she does. So I was like, I, I want to work in real estate with you. Mm-hmm. And so I tested out of school, um, and uh, again, smarty pants. Nice well, job. Well, thank you. <laughs> Tested out of school uh, and and thought I wanted to do real estate. And then I found myself in um, some community theaters okay. uh, doing some productions. I think my first official musical uh, was Thoroughly, Thoroughly, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm-hmm, heard of that called. one. Uh-huh. Um, and I was, you know, in the ensemble of that. But like, again, doing that, it just sort of like fed that that bug. And um, a friend of mine who was either in that show or the next show that I did, he was another guy that had done um, community theater, but he went off to college. He went to AMDA. Mm-hmm. And he Is went that to New York? They're, they have a campus in New York and in LA. Okay, okay. Um, but he went off to AMDA and um, he came back to do another one of the little community theater shows that I happened to be a part of. And um, he was telling me about like, his experience in school. And, 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 I, and I was like, okay, I want to go to college now. <laughs> and I want to go to college for theater. So uh, he told me how to audition for AMDA. Um, Is that American Music something something? American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Okay, cool. And, uh, uh, and my mom was a little against it at first. But they had a BFA program. And okay. so she was like, if you could go and get a degree, they yeah. had a conservatory program, but then also a, a, a BFA. She was like, if you can go and get a degree, I'm, I'm down with it. So are you 16 at this point, 17? Around 16, 17. Okay. Yeah. And you apply and you get in. I got, I got into college, um, got a scholarship, and, and went to school, went to college. And, um, and um, there's actually a few years of, of that community. Because by the time I went to college, I was... 1718. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I went off to school, and that was such a, an experience for me. Um, it sort of changed again, you know, what theater could mean and, and what um, this art form could mean and what I wanted to do as an artist. It helped me find my voice, mm-hmm. um, it helped me hone in on, 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 on who I am as an artist, you know. Uh, I am forever grateful for that window of time in college. Um, we got to wake up every day and sing and dance and write and create and meet other artists from around the world, really. Um, in L.A.? And I did both the L.A. campus and oh, New did? York. So I oh, did okay. both of them. Um, and it just, it, it was such an experience. Um, it was... It was where I realized, you know, I, I, how much I loved theater, but also how much I loved writing mm. and how much I loved, you know, making music, how much, like, all these other avenues. You know, it just, it was all of a sudden 
the world that like that small bubble of like doing just musical theater just like exploded into there's there's tv film there's producing it there's directing it there's choreographing it there's all these different things that you can be doing to to put out our art into the world you know and um i met a community of people uh some people call it like you when you meet your tribe, tribe you know yeah. Love that. and and that for me also was was just su- such a potent moment in my life, yep. you know, being young, going off into the world, being on my own, mm-hmm. and finding this community of artists and we would do everything together and and uh it just it it was. It was it was so necessary for me in my growth. So after AMDA, though, um, I I think before I graduated, I had auditioned for um, a regional production of Shrek the Musical, <laughs> um, and it was going to star some people who had done the national tour and also who had done it on Broadway, um, and it was it was something that seemed like. I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm throwing my hat in the ring just to go to this audition. Um, and I think there was like a class that we had in our last semester that was like designated for you to go out to auditions, write about it. And then like, you know, that's cool. Um, and so, yeah, so I went to this audition and ended up booking donkey in it. Um, and that's a fun role. And I mean, that started my professional career. I booked that show. And then from then on, I just, I, I, I worked, I worked, I worked at musical theater um, that took me around the country doing shows in different places. Um, and I finally ended up back in New York City. And I took like maybe a year and a half. Uh, I told my agent that like, you know, I, I didn't want to do any more musical theater. I wanted to focus on writing. I wanted to focus on the behind the scenes stuff. And, mm-hmm. and um, so I was pretty anti-theater. A friend of mine had wrote a musical called Emoji Land, which is playing now uh, off-Broadway in oh, New York cool. City. Uh, but he called me up and asked me if I wanted to do Emoji Land. And uh, I said, uh, uh, yeah, sure, why, why not? Um, and I ended up doing this show just as a favor to a friend. But then that led to um, uh, me getting an appointment for Hamilton. Uh, How? Like, what are the... So one of the the casting directors for Hamilton came to see Emoji Land. (laughs) Was like, but also I had I had been in 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 their casting office um, for other projects uh, quite often actually, Um, and so basically they just were like, you know, where the heck have you been, and and can you come in for Hamilton? And I actually turned the Hamilton audition down um, three times. Why? I just I had I had sort of made in my hand, I had said to myself that I didn't want to do musical theater. I'd done okay. this favor and it was like... kind of ready to move yeah, on? Like, well, no, I wasn't ready to move on. I, I'll never say that about musical theater, but I think I was definitely ready to um, try something, mm. something else. You know? Sure, sure. Um, that and I just didn't really think I was uh, right for Hamilton, which mm. that's another lesson for mm. um, actors. Yep. You know, um, our job is not to decide whether we're right for things. That's Our right. job is just to go in the room and, and do the work. Get be in the room where it happens, baby. I'm saying, man. So I I I went in um after turning it down a few times, um, my agent finally was like, you know, I think this is a pretty big deal. Uh 
Asia, they're going to Puerto Rico with Lynn. It would just be a great opportunity. And, you know, hey, if you're not right for it, then you're not right for it. But at least, you know, just go in and and I'll be danged if, if, if like, you know. You went to Puerto Rico with <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. I went in and, and, and six weeks later, it was like, you're going to PR. So I was like. Oh wow! Well, so the went. audition process was it one, two, three times a, a lady? What was it like? It was six rounds, six. Um, six rounds, and I believe every single round I was with another actor who ended up playing um, uh, the Lafayette Jefferson Simon. Simon, yeah, um, That's and great. it was I, I. It was a strange audition process in that the stakes are incredibly high because this is like. This is, this is Hamilton. It's yeah. like you know, the 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 arguably the one of the greatest musicals of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, if not the mm-hmm. and 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 so th- the stakes were high, f- and I guess in that regards. But I guess something about the material, it just all felt like, well, you know, this is the best that I can do on it. So you know, the, I guess I, it just it all felt really easy. And then when me and Simon started a rapport. It just felt like, oh yeah, like if we don't do this show together, Family. we're gonna do something. You it's know what awesome. I mean? So it it yeah. just it, it it all was so easy and 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 it just felt like it was pouring out of me, you know. Um, and well, man, you're like the outlier here because we you know we hear so many stories of how hard it is and how much rejection goes in there, but there's always people who <laughs> you just like God just drops it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know it has to be though. There, there has to be the, the, there, those stories. There was a, there was rejection. <laughs> I'm, 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 there are plenty of shows that I've gone in name for. Em, name them. Uh, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You don't have I'll to. I'll give you a whole list. Um, <laughs> no, there were plenty of things that that it that, that didn't work out. Um, but I want to comment though. I think it's interesting. You talked about. It's not our job to figure out if we're right for the role because I think so many actors, I mean, I still go out on auditions, not nearly enough, but sometimes I'll get the breakdown and I'll read it and I'll go, my agent thinks I should go. The casting director requested me, but I'll still in my mind go, I'm not right for it. Why Mm. why am I doing this? Mm. You know, I censor myself Mm. and I have to go back to that same thing. If they said, if they want me in and they submitted me, I I should go in there like I could get this. Right. And and I think it's that thing where, uh, you know, so much of of casting is um, not only out of our hands, Mm -hmm. but people just people hoping that someone walks in the room that has a solution to the problem, you know? And I think it's hard to remember that as when you're out beating the pavement and when you're hearing no so often and when you feel like, you know, when you, it's it's difficult because there are so many things, even for me, with the story that I just told where I will have gone into an audition and been like, I am so right for this. This is tailor-made for me and it's an immediate no that it, it, it starts to, you know, mess with your head about like, you know, well, well, what can I do? What can I do? And, and, and it's just, it's, 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 you can get into a a spiral, you know, Mm -hmm. with that. And I have found that the jobs that I book are always the ones that I'm just like, you know, well, 
this seems like either too much of a long shot sure. or I'm not really right for it. It's yeah. always the things that you're never expecting. And maybe the, maybe not the ones that you're like, I really, really want it. It's those jobs that you're like, I want this. I need That's this. So I have to have it. You never get those. That's ones. so fascinating. Yeah. I mean, from the, my very first job that I ever booked, that Shrek job. I mean, it was like I went because it was just like, well, I, yeah. I got to go to an audition. It, it, it never crossed my mind that they were going to give me an equity contract yeah. to do that. Like it, it never, it just didn't even register. It was like something that I felt like I should do just to go to the audition. You know, this, this job um, has been incredible. Um, but never in my wildest dreams at the time did I think I was going to walk in there and they were going to be like, yeah, that's the Hercules Mulligan that should play opposite Lin-Manuel Miranda in Puerto Rico. Like that, it just never, it never crossed my mind. So it, it, it is a lesson in just, you know, go in the room and do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when it's right, it'll be, it'll work out, you know, mm-hmm. it'll all work out. It's good. I like that. And so from Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. playing, uh, you, how many months were you there? We were there for a little over a month. A little over a month. A little okay. over a month. But so it, was you, a, it was a solid month of shows. Solid month of shows. You mm-hmm. came right from Puerto Rico to San Francisco, right? Yes. Okay. And then originally it was just supposed to be a year you were all supposed to be here. And then they extended it like three, four, was it six months? Was it? Yeah. And they've continued to keep extending it. Okay. So, so now it's, so we're in 2020. It goes mm-hmm. through May. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is that the final final we think? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I, I, okay. You know what? I, I, I have no idea. Uh, I'd say keep on the lookout. Yep. Uh, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure... We'll keep going as long, <laughs> as, as, long, you guys, as, as, long as you guys keep showing up. Well, let me just say, if you haven't seen Hamilton, obviously get on it. And they have they have an app. You can throw yourself in for a lottery. Mm-hmm. You can win $10. Is it 10 or 20? I forget. Ten, $10, $10 tickets. Yeah. That's right. My wife has won three times, y'all. Wow. So get in this app and try to win tickets. So let's talk some details about what it's like to do. Is it eight shows a week? Eight shows a week. Eight shows a week. Living in San Francisco, you're from LA. Talk about the like the actor life of a Hamilton actor. Hamilton is a unique show in that uh, it takes a lot out of you. Oh my gosh, and, um, so intense! It is. It, it it is, and it's not really. I think. I think we. I'll speak for myself. I realized early on in the audition, or not the audition, in the rehearsal process for it, that um, there's so many moving parts and there's so much happening that there's no real way to sort of go onto autopilot and do the show. You sort of have to be fully invested in everything mm-hmm. that you're doing. And it's great to have material that sort of, as an actor, never feels mundane or, 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 or just, you know, I'm going to work, you know, punching the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, I mean, it definitely means that your routine to keep yourself at a place that's, that you can yeah. be there... Um, is crucial. Like, what um, are some of those? I mean, I see you, you're chugging water. You know, I mean, your your physical energy. How does that all? What's your routine? I say a lot of water, uh, and and for me, uh, being very mindful about what my outside activities are. So, um, you know, if it's uh, on our day off, you know, how late is it getting? You know, if if I'm gonna go out and eat after a show. Uh, Mainly, how late am I out, you know, and, and, and if I'm going to do anything during the day before the show, how physically exhausting or physically taxing is that thing going to be, you know, when, um, if I go out with my dog and we go, you know, walk the hiking trail, like what, a, I, I, I have to be mindful of all of the things that I decide to do 
that's going to exhaust me sure. before I get here. Um, all of the things after we leave the theater. Um, what time of night do I need to completely stop talking and just be quiet um, so that I can wake up the next day yeah. and effectively do the job? It's it's all and 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 it sounds rigorous, and there is a part of it that is. I mean, it's a discipline. Yeah. But I, again, you get to show up to the theater every night and, and do the most amazing things. So it never feels like uh, torture in any sort That's of way. Good. And so thanks for saying yes to this interview because you're doing a half an hour of talking before you're going on for a show tonight. There so, you go. So thank you. I think that's huge. So I was listening to an uh, a interview with Ben Platt mm-hmm. recently who mm-hmm. is or was on Broadway with Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. and a bunch of other shows. And someone asked him, do you have like an A game, a B game, and a C game show? Do you ever feel like there's like a... A, a rating of like, well, the Wednesday matinee, I'm going to save myself, but it's Friday and Saturday. I wonder what. I, I, I'll say that A shows, B shows, they do exist. Uh-huh. Absolutely. The, the difficult part about this show is that you can intend to have <laughs> an A or B show and then it can change uh-huh. uh, during the show. Yeah. It's, it's, it really is, is quite interesting um, how just the dynamics of this show works. There'll be times where I'll be tired, right? It's like, oh, it's the end of the week or or maybe even the top of the week. I'm just exhausted for whatever reason <laughs> and my voice is tired. And I'll walk out there for that first cross, right? And then there'll be people that will cheer or scream uh-huh. or something like right in that first cross. like, uh, Or I'll, I'll look out in the audience and there's somebody that, you know, sitting in the front row mouthing the words back at <laughs> me. There's some, there's, uh, there's something that happens that all of a sudden my intention of like, okay, just get through it turns into like, well, now yeah. I'm in it. <laughs> you know, when yeah, we get yeah, into yeah. To my shot, there's like, so, there's a few different moments where the song um, sort of has these, these like breakdowns within it. But there's one in particular where Hamilton like hops off the box after he'd like spit in this like fire verse and he's like going crazy. And we all sort of face forward um, and we, you know, we're not throwing away our shot and we like pump our chest really quick. It, it, there's a moment in that where sometimes the audience will applaud. And I kid you not, it, when it happens, it's like, again, one of those things I may have intended for this to be just an easy uh-huh. get through it. And all That's of a sudden, cool. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm in there now. Yeah. Uh, and then there are moments where um, you set out, like you feel great, you feel like I'm in great voice, I, I, I feel great, everything's going wonderfully fantastic in my my you know offstage life and 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 you know or you know I've got people in the audience that I know yeah. and I'm ready to perform for them and you get out there and it's like you know then they're game game and it's like, well nothing can go right in this yeah, show sure. and and so it just sort of turns into that B show just by by sheer force yeah. you know um so that's the beauty of live theater and yep. and in this show um I have found it incredibly difficult to try to pre-plan uh, what show mm-hmm. I'm going to give. Uh, so I just have, like, you know, released that and, and just give it to uh, the ether, you know, Love and it. just sort of walk out and I'll, I'll be wherever I'm going to be. We also, again, going back to just the brilliance of the storytelling and the brilliance of the staging of the show, it's so much going on that I'll confidently say there's no one in any Hamilton show ever that has done a completely perfect show where everything that you do is just like, that was perfect, that was perfect. But it's so much happening on the stage and it's so so engaging, the storytelling that's happening that, you know, you may flub something here or drop a prop here or, you know, miss a cue here 
or not hit that step the right way, you know, and and the audience never knows the difference, you know. It's just so much going on, you know. It's like a fire hydrant being fired at the audience, you know. Uh, it, it 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 really is. You just you. It's hard to pre-plan anything with a show that's moving at that kind of pace, you know, with that much going on. So, have you ever had any challenging audience interactions? You know what? I never say challenging interactions. I've had some because for me, I love it. Okay. I love when the audience is um, is incredibly vocal. I love uh-huh. when when um, when they laugh loud. When uh, when they cheer loud, I love it. We've had a few moments here um, that, again, I won't call them challenging. I'll just say <laughs> they were absolutely amazing to me. Okay. Uh, I was on stage trying as best I could not to just completely break character uh, where people uh, usually will happen around the, the second act. I think it's people get a little little couple drinks in them during intermission. Okay, And something about that second act They'll start yelling. We had a a a, a, a woman. Um, she kept screaming, "Woo!" <laughs> like she just kept doing it, like in dead silence. <laughs> and there was this moment uh, right before uh, we know where Jefferson, Madison, and Burr enter Hamilton's office to, like, you know, tell them we've, you know, we've got these check stubs. We're gonna nail you. And um and uh, we we I, I say my line. And and this lady right after my line when he just screams, whoa! This had been like the fourth or fifth time that she had done it in just dead silence, and (laughs) the the exchange between me, Simon, (laughs) Donald, the Jefferson and Uh Burr uh uh, on stage, uh, just all of us literally looking at each other, just trying our. Trying to fight it and not break, just, just, <laughs> mm, 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 just. but it was great. It's like it's yeah. again. It's those moments that that you live for. Yeah. Like that's what, that's the beauty of live theater. You Makes know. for great stories, right? Like you know, and great moments. <laughs> Spice I, it up. I mean, I laughed so hard on that stage, or and tried to fight it that I thought my head was going to pop uh-huh. off. So it was that's like so it good. was. It just it. I, I I love all that. That's great. I love it. So no challenging moments. Just some more fun than others. Yeah. Um, so last couple, last couple questions. Yeah. Thank you again for your time. Absolutely. What are like, what are some hopes you have for your future? Like, what do you want to do in the future? You said you are writing, you have other storytelling endeavors. Man, so many things. So many things. Um, I would love to continue in the path of the arts. Uh, uh, ideally, you know, just being able to put myself in a position where I can. Um, provide a platform for other young artists um, and other up-and-coming talent to have my own sort of, you know, entertainment conglomerate would be the ultimate goal to, to you know, sit atop of something nice. to say, you know, I could go to a showcase and see a young actor or a young singer, a young writer and be like, oh, you'd be perfect if you work with this person and yeah. put them in connection with that person and that those two would in connection with this director and this. It would be great to sort of get to... Um, tell stories and be behind the scenes telling stories. Do you think, is that because that's what you felt a beneficiary of other people relationally building into you and connecting and partnering with you along the way? I I think so. I think it it goes back to that story about finding um, my tribe in in college. Um, I, I just remember when that happened, being able to see, see art in a different way, see, and, and all facets of it from, theater to film to you know um 
radio to fashion mm-hmm. to um, actual like picture drawing. Like there's so many moving pieces and moving parts that make something amazing. You know, um, when people come and see Hamilton. You know, they see this amazing show and they may see a cast of people on stage that are absolutely all of them doing a, a million different things to make the show great. And they and can amazingly inclusive and all the representation. But what they're not seeing is, is the, the, the entire army backstage that's uh, also making it happen. The dressers. The dressers, the, the props, people who yeah. are lighting this. The, the people. And then you're also not, you know, witnessing the, the people who created it, the right? Like yeah. you're, it's, it's so, it's so many different moving parts to make something. Mm. And uh, I think for me to, to be in a position to put all of those parts together yep. would be the ultimate job. That sounds so satisfying. <laughs> right. That sounds. I hope. I hope that for you, man. May that. May that happen for you. Yes, That's great. Man. All right. So, where can people find you um, on the socials? On the socials. Wow. I'm never really on the socials, but if you go to Instagram and and my my Instagram is Louis Cinema. Louis Cinema. Louis okay, Cinema. Cool. Um, and and yeah, I don't really do the the tweeting. You don't, huh? Or the Facebook. Okay. Game, so, all right. So, so they gotta come see you. <laughs> so come see me in person. And we'll we'll put that in the show notes. By the way, are you related to Louis Armstrong in that some way? That would be my great great uncle great great uncle that's amazing okay cool i gotta show you i got a picture of your great great uncle in my house oh my god (laughs) in italy on a vespa yes have you seen that picture i've not seen the picture but but please show okay i'll show you (laughs) hey brandon this has been so awesome thank you so much uh come see hamilton thanks for being in san francisco and hope we can stay connected in the brave maker podcast absolutely okay awesome thanks dude Thanks for listening to the Brave Maker podcast. Subscribe, give us a rating, and share with a friend. Brave Maker is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our work is funded by generous patrons like you. Support the podcast with a tax-deductible donation at bravemaker.com. Want to be social? Find us on Twitter and Instagram at BraveMaker Inc. Brave stories change the world. You are the story.